Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And I'm Terry. And we're your hosts. We have three topics for you today. First, we're going to talk about something that has been on TikTok for a while, which is this disgusting person named Felix Cypher, who has already been banned from TikTok anyway, but someone who claims to be Hitler reincarnated. We'll get into that later. Next, we'll talk about Sunday's performance, the Super Bowl, or as some people are calling it, the Fenty Bowl. Rihanna <laughs> returns after years to perform live. We'll give our breakdown and our opinions. And then lastly, we got a little local topic for the listeners. This weekend, Montevallo celebrated college night, so we will give our opinions and our thoughts as we have done before in previous episodes about college night. Gold side, purple side, all of that good shit. But first, <clears throat> Terry, Josh. Yes. Yes. Let's get into some... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not take myself seriously. Let's get into some political tea. <laughs> okay. Shall we? Okay. There is this social media person named Felix Cypher who, for the most part, was flying under the radar, I think. And then people started to notice the nose ring that um, they had, which looked like a particular kind of uh, body part of a person who we hate. Um, he looked like Hitler, let's just be honest. And um, he decided to, I don't know if his pronouns are he or they, I know he's a trans man, but uh, they decided to tell the audience of TikTok that, that they believe that they are the reincarnation of Hitler and that their first memory at five, year old, five years old is actually them uh, shooting themselves in the head and they proceeded to show on TikTok a little scar where Hitler shot himself in the head. And he, they have been posting some other like problematic opinions, obviously things that are very like Nazi oriented, saying that the human race needs to be like depleted to like a certain amount and we need to weed certain people out. And obviously they wear clothing with swastikas on it. Um, oh lord. So I have a video for us to. Can I can I just say, hold up? Did did they not learn the lesson in the first life? You know what? That's a fair question. <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I had to kill myself because of my ideology. Yep, let's just keep going. <laughs> Maybe they thought they would be people would be more receptive in 2023. Who knows? You know, know what? After 2020, I can see that. <laughs> even inter even just entertaining the idea like that's scary that they even thought that <laughs> okay i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to click this i'm going to click this yes all right it's time to address the nose ring drama so if you haven't seen my latest video where i made this new nose ring right here people are essentially calling me every name under the sun because i had the rice adler on my jacket 
So I need to tell you guys a little something about me. And you can call me crazy, you can call me whatever you'd like, any name under the sun. But I'm very in tune with my past and my past lives and lifetimes that I've lived before this one. My last life just so happened to be a very infamous one. Me offing myself was one of the first memories I had from that lifetime. It came to me when I was five in my nightmares. You can see right where I shot myself too. That and just so many other things throughout my life have connected me to my past. And you can go say, oh, go get on your meds again, you nutter. I've been on so many meds and none of them have changed what I saw when I was five. Okay. Um, how, how do y'all, how do y'all feel about me? Mental illness is not talked about enough. No, no, it's not. I hope that's what it is. Same. Because... I can, I can give empathy to that. Yeah. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Is this meant, like, I... Okay, I know they said they've been on meds and what. It's just okay. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. It just seems like, and we have. It seems like there's a. Is it not weird to anyone that like we have so many instances of anti-Semitism and like it's with them recent. They're like recently, and it's like, oh my god, they're mentally unwell. They're mentally ill, like. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm personally trying to understand the correlation between this, like, alleged mental illness and anti-Semitism. I think the mental ill part is just the reincarnation. Yeah. But the anti-Semitism is a choice. But let me clarify, when I mean reincarnation, not the concept reincarnation is insane. It, It is a very human concept that is normal. It's present in many religions. I think specifically assuming that you are Hitler. Um, I don't think so, because uh, here's the thing. We're going to follow how reincarnation works in many of the religions. Judaism, let's use that for example. Um, Hitler would not have been given the ability to reincarnate. Hitler would have been more than just killed. His soul would have been destroyed by the creator. That's at least how the Jewish perception would have been. Like, doesn't even go to hell, heaven, nothing like that. It's just gone, never to return. Um in other circles, like uh, with the things that Hitler did, it's going to take some time to uh, to um, get divine forgiveness for some of that shit. Not enough time has passed. Terry? I just, I agree, I agree like most of the way with Josh on this one because I also do find it ironic that, or maybe it's a societal thing now that the trend is to write off people's hatred as mental as mental illness. So I might retract my stance on that one a bit, a bit to clarify. I think believing that like you're reincarnated as Hitler, that one might be a sign of manic episode manifesting. But the choice to be anti-Semitic, like same stance I have with like Kanye or anybody else, you choose to be that hateful. Mental illness aside, it. There's a common sense understanding if you choose to engage in something that hateful. And so it's like, uh, on one hand, it's like, seek help. But the other hand, it's like, why so much hatred? Or why would you why would you want to glorify something like that? I would argue it comes from the rise of anti-Semitism that is yeah. 
like being completely ignored by our society at this moment. So many, like Emily has explained to me that so many of the Jewish community in America, they are preparing to leave. Like things have gotten bad. Like things have gotten bad for us black people and everything like that. But like it's, it's getting heightened for the Jewish community and it's being ignored. Um, not to bring this in. It kind of like with the Harry Potter game, for example, they, there are like clear anti-Semitic symbols in there that are for Jewish people to recognize. I mean, they even put their religious chauffeur horn in there and said it was a horn their goblins used to annoy the wizards. And I'm like, <laughs> that's on the nose. Because it's like an integral part of Jewish culture to use those horns. It, it It's just like from minor things like that to like crazy stuff like this to straight up politicians spouting anti-Semitic comments and ideas in Congress. Um, yeah, it's it's getting kind of ugly. And I think this is just one of the symptoms of it just being allowed to run rampant. Which there, there are also other things that can be connected to it, like the anti-trans, anti-queerness goes side and side with anti-Semitism. These two communities have lived together and helped each other for many, many centuries. And when one gets attacked, the other gets attacked soon after. Um, and then it all ties back into anti-Blackness because what other community helped Black people the most, it was the Jewish and the queer communities. So like, if one gets attacked, the other one starts getting attacked. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like the cycle. But like at this moment, Jewish people are in a very scary situation. Like here locally, a lot of our synagogues especially in Birmingham, are having to have, like, on-site security. And no one's allowed in the synagogues unless they are known active participants of Judaism and part of that community. You know, I, I, um, this is, I guess, tangential to uh, Felix Cypher, but um, is uh, correlational to the, for the whole conversation. I was watching videos of uh, Kat Black because she is one of my favorite Black trans YouTubers. Um, and she was talking about the ally industrial complex when she was talking about the Hogwarts Legacy game and talking about um, the the people who are like saying that they like have to play, they, they like are going to play the game um, despite all of the uh things that have you know come out and said about it about the anti-semitism in the game and also the fact that it's it's supporting uh uh, uh yeah it's like get, going to help fund money towards a transfo and um you know some people have been saying like you know like okay i'm gonna buy the game the game costs like i don't know but like 70 dollars or some shit like that or 40 or 70 dollars like, okay, 70 bucks i'm gonna pay 70 dollars for the game but then i'm gonna donate 70 dollars to like the Trevor Fund or towards like the Anti-Defamation League so that like my money can be going towards something that's like fighting anti-Semitism or fighting transphobia. And um, she brought up a really good point about how, um, and this and this is something that I have uh, been talking, or not, not talking about, but like I've read in my own research 
about the difference between an ally and an accomplice and why allyship is something that like I don't even really like strive for anymore or it's not something that I even look for people because ally has become such a performative thing now because it's just something that people do and it's so it's so interesting to see how people's allyship can um can uh just like literally just be turned off by like the minor inconvenience and so the fact that like um they we have this video game that's coming out or or i don't know if it's out right now i think it is oh, it, oh yeah okay, it's out right now and people are like well you know like oh, i hate transphobia i hate anti-semitism but i just have to play this harry potter game and so like, they buy the game and then like it's like okay so like you you could like you like no one put a gun to your head and said you had to buy this game but also like if you said you're gonna buy this game and donate money to like these other funds why can't you have just done that to begin with and not buy the game and then people started making these arguments about like there's no ethical consumption of the under capitalism which was just such a weird argument that these like liberals are making right now because i don't understand the whole concept of like no ethical consumption on the capitalism is that like the things that we need to survive we cannot like we don't have a choice but to buy and to and to equate like me buying clothing and food to a Harry Potter game is just ridiculous. And I think right now it's just really evident that not only is there a rise in anti-Semitism and transphobia and of a largest fascist agenda, but the fact that the people who claim to be allies if there is even the minor inconvenience to them, the minor inconvenience, mm -hmm. like this is not a, this is not someone saying I need you to stand in front of me in between the police to shield me as like a person of color, as a Jewish person, as a queer person. This is like, can you just please not buy this video game so that we don't give money towards someone who's going to end up funding money towards these like centers that are like transphobic? And it's like it's like the easiest thing to do, but it's such an inconvenience to them. That they don't even want to do it. It's like, okay, if this, if this if this is what's gonna stop you from being an ally, bitch, when the time comes for when they start rounding people up, you ain't gonna be no damn help. Mm-hmm. That was very long-winded, but you know. Uh, I mean, you're you vocalized exactly what I thought because I'm like, it's people don't realize your principles are tested from the simplest inconvenience to the greatest. If you can't do that simple, I know the fact that you cannot stop a police officer or let's say legislation goes so bad that they're pulling us out of our homes for being queer, et cetera, et cetera. I know the fact you ain't going to step up and help me. And I'm looking at people that you and I both know very, very well. You, 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 wait, I'm just going to say it because I'm going to bleep that name out anyway. I, I know you I know you talking about I never felt like he was a real ally anyways. <laughs> because every time he talks, it's very centrist. And I'm like, I don't think you're taking the issues that we are saying as seriously. Um, when he was balls deep inside pussy, I'm sure he thought he was an ally. Mm -hmm. He was an ally then either. <laughs> Just knowing that one from the horse's mouth, he was an ally then either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it's like, and it, it it comes from a position of privilege, specifically from let's say a white man. Like you, like this isn't a time for you to rationalize. 
whether this will do harm or not, because you have absolutely no idea how this oppressive system works. You don't. You're studying it from the outside. You have no engagement in it other than contributing to it. So, like, listen to what the fuck we have to say when we say, no, this won't fucking work because you're giving your social and financial capital to, uh, like, continue to project these ideas. And, like, a lot of people are like, well, she's just an author, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, J.K. Rowling has engagement with politicians. She funds and influences some of the most conservative people in the UK's um, parliament as well as our own Congress. Like, let's not ignore these factors. She's a very powerful, rich woman. You know what's so interesting? Felix, okay, there are two things, there are two interesting things about Felix Cipher. One is serious and one is not serious. One, the serious one, it's interesting that this person apparently writes fantasy novels. And if I can I can almost guarantee you this is just a knockoff JK Rowling. <laughs> but huh? I, can, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you. And the second thing that's interesting about Felix Cypher, this is a non-serious point. Why the fuck is this nigga have a egg laying kink? Someone explain that to me. Wait, oh, what? Wait, what? Can you please read that? For no, me? not that. And it has it, a what? A what? <laughs> Egg laying kink from one breeding bitch to another, just take it up and let it go. Don't die, nah, nah, eggs are where you gotta stop. This doesn't like coming, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no, I, I have seen that shit and it, and I thought it was a joke and I thought people were doing it to go viral. It's being weird, nah, you gotta be lying to me. I'm a, I, I, have, I, I don't want to keep shaming, but I'm ashamed this one. I'm ashamed this one. I have never seen it egg laying videos but i am tempted to see what they look like tumblr because i'm curious it, it's 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 weird like the act itself yes is they really it's, just desire is harmless booty holes. but i'm like is it <laughs> is it comorbid with any other things that should make us worry about that person mental health about what like when people have weird desires like that i'm like the act itself is harmless and you could do it but i'm like I feel like it's so left field that we might need to look at you to make sure there's nothing else going on mentally. Yeah. And they do have a little toy shaped like that for that purpose now. And I'm really, really about to expose my fucking Tumblr because, Lord, I've been seeing everything and I've been traumatized. But I hope if they're doing that, they do it like the safe way and not the weird way I've been seeing online because they make toys for that, apparently. Mm-hmm. But like, oh gosh, no, I can't. Oh, where you can use the gelatin eggs. Yeah, this is what uh, I'm imagining. This is what I've been when I when I when I first heard about it. What I imagined was people were just taking chicken eggs and shoving up <laughs> their ass and shitting them out. That's oh no, <laughs> that's the, the grip of your asshole alone would break that. Yeah, really. Unless you out here doing a bad dragon toy, which I mean, you snap back after about three days. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all, I got y'all, Y'all converse. I'm going to find a, a video really quick. I want to watch okay. more. Oh but my, oh to go God. back, I guess, to the, the topic of, like, <laughs> I need to know, what what is the color of this Felix person? Caucasian appearing. Oh, bitch, they white. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I, I've been trying to be, like, because the other day I thought somebody was white. Turns out they weren't, and I've been feeling so bad. So now I'm, like, Caucasian appearing. <laughs> a Caucasian appearing. I mean, I guess, I, we can say, like, I guess, like, white passing if, if that, because, I mean, I 
I'm assuming that this is a white person. They look white. They pass as white, but we could we can say white passing, so we we can avoid you know accusations of being incorrect. They're white. They're white. Whether they're white or not, they definitely white passing. Mm-hmm. We this just proves being in queer the queer community is not enough intersectionality for people to be completely social conscious, and Fair. that they can absolutely contribute to this. Um, oppressive system and it's ironic because like if they if hitler really did reincarnate into a trans person's body hitler would have just went ahead and killed themselves again hitler hated them just as bad as much as they hated jewish people that's a fair point yeah so like (laughs) the math is a math thing (laughs) the folks just be some sort of stupids (laughs) there's a saying that was said to me this week that is still my um my little brother said that he refers to stuff when it's stupid. He's like, that's some top tier bottom shit thinking. And so that's all I could think about, like with the logic of, yeah, wait, how that doesn't add up. If you were reincarnated as Hitler, you would have been taking yourself out. Oh no. It's like, what? What? So I guess to, I, I imagine that this will not be the last time that we hear about some insane form of anti-semitism on the internet because it's everywhere it is what like what should like how what are we supposed to do about this anti-semitism has been allowed to just happen so fervently and i don't and this is part of like the issue for one like going back to the harry potter legacy discourse it like i get it like yes jk rowling their her main issue transphobia but i'm like the most blatant issues with this game is the anti-semitism but people would just be skittering past that and i'm like uh, if you like transphobia there could be some grayers that you could argue against getting the game whatever whatever you cannot look past the anti-semitism and i had someone on tiktok there were arguments like you only see that because you're looking for it and they're like, other Jewish people don't see it. And I'm like, actually, it's the Jewish people that informed me of those things. And like this discourse of Harry Potter in general being anti-Semitic has been around since the advent of the book. Because the particular style and trope and design of these goblins is the same ones used in Europe for hundreds of years, not just with the Nazis, but even before that, for anti-Semitic depictions of Jewish people. Because they sincerely believe that is the nature of a Jewish person. I mean, like the the goblin re- re- uh, goblin rebellion storyline is not even new to like uh, Hogwarts Legacy. It's it's a storyline that uh, that appear um, was talked about, discussed in the books at length. So it's not a new concept, and obviously, just like the goblins in general, how they're depicted in her stories have always had uh uh anti-semitic tropes embedded in them so it's not it's definitely not like a, oh this is just like a new thing like it's been around for a while and as most jewish commentators um academics and activists have said about anti-semitic tropes is that they exist in our culture and mm-hmm. they have been so embedded in our like just like american culture that like 
people don't even realize that they're actually just consuming. We, we said this on when me and Terry were recording um the episode, the episode on Hogwarts Legacy. We had talked about how it's just so because we listened to a Jewish commentator talk about anti-Semitic tropes and how they're just so embedded in our culture, our media that we consume that we don't even know that we're actually consuming anti-Semitic tropes half the time. Like most of our villains, especially in Disney, yeah. are anti-Semitic tropes. Henry Ford was one of the biggest anti-Semitic people in our history. And he was one of the found makers of America's wealth. Like, I literally watched a clip today where they explained that Henry Ford accused jazz to be a, a, a Semitic tool to corrupt our society because they're working with Black people and using their music. And he described the music of jazz being full of, like, very slurish Jewish descriptions. And I'm like, the fact that we don't even talk about this, like, I vaguely remember someone mentioning it, and then no one mentioning, like, Henry Ford funded Hitler's entire regime. Well, not the entire, but helped fund the regime. And I'm like, America's been ass-deep in anti-Semitism for a long time. There is a reason why uh, Jews, queers, and Black people have always worked together because, ironically, using that scene from Harry Potter, why is it always you three when... Thing when there's trouble it's like that <laughs> it, quite literally it's us three that's always there i mean look who made broadway it was the jews the queers and the blacks not the blacks <laughs> the blacks <laughs> all right oh y'all, do y'all have any other final points before we move on to our next topic um i hope I hope people don't give this Felix person the time of day. I pray not. And the, our mean, current our current situation in this society at this moment, it it does not settle my soul well. All right. Um. So Sunday night, uh, Rihanna, or as she is actually known as Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl and it's been how many years since she performed live? Seven? Yeah. I think so. Seven years since this bitch performed live. Almost nine. Wait, no. Uh, 2016 was the last time. Okay, damn. So she performed, she performed all of obviously all of her old songs because she ain't got any music. Um, And we got a little surprise. We found out that she was actually performing pregnant. She's a mother. <laughs> so once again, ASAP Rocky. Need to stay up off our sister. <laughs> yes, agree. What did y'all think about her performance? Because I I got my thoughts about her performance. It was all right, taking into account that she was pregnant. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I didn't get to watch it yet. Okay, I feel like... I've just been seeing all the very vicious takes they've had on on that poor artist. I feel like, for me, her singing was good. Obviously, she didn't sing the entire thing live. It was very evident, but that's okay. But the recordings that she used, obviously, her voice was really good, and the stuff that she did sing live was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked her outfit. I liked the dancing, the choreography, which is obvious because it was choreographed by Paris. And um, I thought the sets looked really cute. I liked them floating in the air. The only thing about the performance, and, and I know that she was pregnant, is that, like, I was kind of expecting... I felt underwhelmed. And I kind of expected something, I guess, like, grander. Something bigger and better just because it was her 
first time coming back in like almost like a fucking decade. A decade is ten years, right? So yeah. like, mm-hmm. it just I I was expecting more. Like it, I'm not gonna say it wasn't it wasn't bad at all, but I wasn't also like floored when she performed. It was just like okay, that was cute, that was nice, that was good, good job, Brianna. And like that was it. It wasn't worth watching fucking two minutes in football time to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched the full game. Ew. I'm a football girl. Ew. I guess someone has to enjoy it. I love football. <laughs> I grew up football, hockey, and baseball. Well, Terry, what did you think about her performance? I thought, again, like I said, she's pregnant, so I take into account that, like, old girl had to move slow and be cautious. I love the dancing. <laughs> I wanted a true, I'm sorry, I truly wanted a full performance from, like, I wanted her to go all the way back to Ponder Replay. I wanted the evolution of her music. And so I was a little upset, and, like, I feel like it went by a little too fast. She didn't really take her time to fully do all of her best songs. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to Serbia. I wanted so hard. Like if she had Serbia! So hard, if she had to start that shit was so hard, oh, I would have been throwing my ass in the get-go. First of all, but... I was throwing my ass when she was saying a word. Work, 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 work. I was, work, I was, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? She beat oh, the like... allegations that she lip-synced when she sang Diamond. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, like, I, I liked... I liked it. I didn't love it. Like, I was telling um, Zan, I was like, I would have loved to see, like, next year. I'm so tired of the generic, like, mainstream artists. I want to see an EDM performance. I want to see something, like, wild next year. I want to see some New Orleans bounce. I want to throw my ass there and have time. Ooh, okay. I want to see like, some bounce, too. Like, I want it to be phenomenal. I want to get Big Frida out there. Yes! 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 <laughs> now, Big Frida, I might try to get some tickets. Hold on now. I <laughs> 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 know you know what's weird? I was it's like I uh, it's weird that like she also didn't bring anybody with her to like perform with her. Like I I feel like maybe also like it maybe it would have been a tiny bit better if there had been someone else because it it, it low key kind of felt empty to me too. But that, that I've just... seen two people. I've seen two like people argue about this. Some people think because she didn't go out there with anybody and she's not there. She's the first pregnant performer in NFL history and stuff like that. She was making a stance of like I'm enough. But on the other hand, I'm like, girl, your best songs have a feature. I needed a feature. I would have taken DJ Khaled's non pussy eating ass out there, okay? I would have <laughs> taken DJ Khaled. <laughs> I just need to throw my ass at something. It's a mood. It's a whole mood. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do y'all feel about the fact that she performed at the Super Bowl? But a couple of years ago, when they asked her about performing at the Super Bowl, she said that she would not perform at the Super Bowl because she was, you know, standing in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. I thought it was a little hypocritical, but then I remember the NFL and Colin Kaepernick did reach a deal, if I'm not mistaken, a few years later. So maybe she was like, okay, they settled it. But then I was also like, girl, two kids is a lot. Maybe she needs to check. I mean, well, she wasn't. She wasn't paid for. She wasn't. Wait, paid what? For her. Wait, hold on one second. I was taking a sip of my drink. What the fuck? You mean she wasn't paid for that? I, I, I read that she, she didn't get paid for that. Yeah, I would not be swinging above the crowd for no pay, especially oh, being pregnant. No. Oh. Hold on. What you mean she wasn't paid? That's all. I was like, yes, get them dollars. My girl was doing this for free. As a Caribbean, you saying we were watching charity. As a Caribbean, no. Yes. No. Okay. According to Glamour magazine, um, and also NBC Chicago, no, Rihanna did not get paid for her 2023 Super Bowl halftime performance. 
And she did this also following the footsteps of Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Brenna Mars, and more when she performed, who actually did not take home a paycheck for it. What? I guess they say it is contributing to society. Well, Fenty Beauty did have 833% and sale, like, search history go up yesterday. Because, like, during the performance, my mom was like, ooh, what's she wearing? And I was trying to find the outfits, the makeup, everything. She had me doing work. Would, but, y'all, would y'all have turned I, the TV off if... Sorry. Would y'all... Sorry. Would y'all have turned the... <laughs> would y'all have turned the TV off if she had started the Super Bowl performance with uh, Lift Me Up? Well, if we're going to be honest, I didn't watch it at all anyways. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I wouldn't have said the strongest... <laughs> The strongest of support for me to start with that, but I want I wanted to hear like I was kind of matched with what she started off with, like with "Bitch Better Have My Money." Really? Yes, because I was okay. I to me, I didn't like the opening. Like, I wanted something aggressive and fun. I also was hoping that she would have did like what she did for the MTV VMA Awards and gone back to like. I saw a lot of West Indian people in, in my Caribbean group chat with my family. We were all like, we kind of wish she had to open it up by giving a homage to her roots a little bit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was ready to wind and everything. Like my mom, I had prepped my mom and had sent her all the videos of the VMA performances and everything. And we were ready. It was a good performance, but I just kind of wish she had to start out with something else. I like her start funny, but also I also would have liked to see uh some stuff from her roots as well. I saw a lot of people talking about that. Who do y'all want to perform at the Super Bowl next time? I know. Oh well, I guess we already answered. We we obviously want Big Frida. To perform next. If there's gonna be, if they're gonna do a um, have this by genre. If it's pop, I don't know why, and I know they probably want to do this because she's not American. I want Charlie XCX. Oh yes. Oh, some of Charlie XCX's hyper pop music. Yes. Uh. And then like, if it's country, I want Chris Stapleton or I want um, Casey Musgraves. Even though her vocals be going in and out for me, so I don't know about that. I just don't want Taylor Swift. Everybody on their mom was like, I don't want Taylor Swift. I was like, baby, no. I'm t- Let her live her life. She's putting on her weight. She's getting happy. She's doing her grown moment thing. Let her take a minute. Maybe we'll have the winner of Album of the Year perform. <laughs> no. No. Oh, Lord. No, unless he's being the football toss of the air. I don't want to see his ass performing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that man. There's something wrong about that man. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't care for their work at all. No. Um, uh, who else can I think of? Salty Santana. Oh, bitch! You know would have been good. The whites will walk out. The whites. And you know what? I would be right there in the middle of that field, throw my ass in a circle. (laughs) What about some Megan The Stallion? The whites would still walk out, and you know what? Some of the black men would too. Yep. I'm fine. We don't need them. Leave for the she's and they's. We'd be good. (laughs) They're not running this industry, anyways. Oh. We gonna talk about how Jeffrey Star's um boyfriend was playing in the Super Bowl. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to zoom in. I was like, "Mommy, let me see if I can find his stuff." <laughs> um, we. I'm just saying. I was like, mm, "It was done." Uh, some people were like, they liked um J Lo and Secures more, and I said, "Y'all are fucking liars." I said, "Not J Lo, not Jenny from the Block ripping off of Black vocals. Y'all were liars on these ranking systems." They really are because I don't understand who thinks that Jennifer Lawrence can't not a girl not <laughs> Jennifer Lopez she could not sing. That is, no, that... she steals half her vocals from Ashanti. I found that out like a few years ago, and I've been staring at her sideways ever since. 
Just can't stand her. Well, maybe give Gaga up. round. Maybe give Gaga round two. But like you know, um, the album Gaga did with like the K-pop artists and Ash Nico and stuff. Like have her do like a mashup like that. That'd be good. But I want that to be later on. I want somebody Ooh. new next year. Like I want somebody we would not even think of. And I just want a little something exciting because I'm really tired of like, if I I'm tired of the predictableness. Like this is Super Bowl. This is the biggest stage in the world during football season. I want to go off. Honestly. Honestly. Okay. Get Dolly Parton out there. <gasps> Have y'all got Dolly? Oh, I'm thinking Jolie on my Jolene on my knee. Y'all know me. Hold on. If they got Dolly, huh. oh, I'm Jolene. Jolie. I'm ready. I'm ready. Titties we should treasure Dolly while we still have her. I know. I know. If Betty White taught us anything, it will always feel too soon. I still miss Betty White, and like Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And if you have never seen Betty White's movie, The Lost Valentine, it'll make you love her like even more than you already oh. did. It makes me cry so hard, and I'm like, Ooh. shit, we don't even have, we didn't even do our annual fucking, not annual, our seasonal fucking Valentine's Day episode. Interesting. You're right. Oh dang. Well, um, it'd be like that. <laughs> This weekend, we are all alumnus, alumni of the University of Montevallo, that wretched-ass school. <laughs> uh, and they had their homecoming tradition. And if you've been listening to Black Street, you know what we're talking about, where we have competitive musical theater. And um, Look, they made history with this one. Anyway... Um, they had, they did their plays, and we're going to talk about how we felt about their plays. Uh, who would like to go first? Because I don't want to be, I don't want to start off with, you know, the the bad, the negativity. So I'll go first, because I saw it live in person. Okay. So in person, um, because uh, those recordings will never do them justice. Mm. I want to start off, I want to start off some, well, first, we're going to start with the judgment of the goals. I felt like I was watching a bunch of 14-year-olds do a middle school play. Um, that play would have been better if the sisters that they conveniently have completely just erased out of their lives for some reason. We're not going to talk how problematic that is. But I feel like the story would have been better told if it was from the famous pop star sister that had been erased from the family than this secondhand sister that I still don't even know her personality. And she has problematic, clingy friends. Um like it was it was just bland like through the whole thing music uh dancing uh and then <laughs> the plot uh, uh. but Josh, purple side. you wait wait before we move on to purple side we still need to continue talking about gold side mm-hmm. i did, first of all i want you to know i was watching gold side's play and it did not click in my head until they got to that like that like uh that ceremony scene that like you know that red carpet whatever scene that they had mm-hmm. It did not click in my mind that those were two different people. I oh, thought same. Were, I, I was there live, and I thought they were the same. same person. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, they're two different people." I was. I so thought it was her rise to fame story. Mm. Terry, did you see the plays? I haven't seen the plays. I've always seen snippets on my Twitter feed because I'm friends with so many people on Gold and Purple side. Okay. It was just so bad. I thought the, I thought the music was bad. I thought the singing was bad. I thought the dancer was bad. They had their little tap number like they always do. That was still bad. I thought all of it was just trash, honestly. Garbage. 
And um, yeah, I guess I got nothing else good to say about it. Um, I would they have they had quite a bit of people of color in that play. You know, some a girl that was sitting beside me, she was like, "Oh, I see. They finally have plenty of people of color on their side." And I'm like. Well, they got to get enough token blacks so the new gen would actually join you them. You keep saying oh. blacks. You just keep <laughs> saying it. Black history month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it from those kind of people's perspectives. Is that a reflection of mine? Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. It's like speaking from Goldside's perspective. It's like, we got to get enough blacks in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's always felt. I'm not going to say that is what that side intentionally is or is not, but every black person I've ever seen on Ghost Side has always looked like a token black person, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. I hope we ain't got no black gold. I was supposed to be a gold because of my major, and I went to one Ghost Side meeting, and I was like, we're done. We're done. (laughs) Let's leave. It felt like you're not supposed to be there. Like You walk in, it's like like you feel like you're not supposed to be there. Did I walk into a clan meeting? I'm sorry, I walk back. Yes, it feels like. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be hateful because I know some great goals, but oh, y'all's diversity. That's the vibe they give off. I'm not gonna say they give off clan meeting. They give would... off you're not in the right suburb. I, uh, they I, just don't tell you there's a clan meeting. You think it's a potluck. You know, you know, there there are some golds who um I know and who I I actually I think they're wonderful people. I think they're wonderful people. Um I think that and, and you know there are some purples who I know who are horrible people. Um I, I we're but I'm talking about like side culture. I That's not say, a judgment on individuals. I would say um Oh, what was I gonna say? I don't remember what I was gonna say. It was about gold side. I lost my train of thought. It, it was something about their culture. Um, but gold culture. Yeah, it's well, just that. That's how I'm gonna say. Ugh. That that whole play was. Ugh. I had to drink through it. Not drink <laughs> through it. Not drink through it. Wait a minute. Look, I had a ginger ale. Bottle that did not have ginger ale in it. Let's just all it was all right. You guys were having them dag town hall. You had some lean. No, it was vodka. Oh, <laughs> coconut rum mixed with um blue Gatorade is the best. It just changes the it doesn't change the color that much. It just makes it very opaque. I was drinking it when we were having those town hall meetings senior year. I was batching <gasps> oh. the things. Oh, those town hall meetings. I got so wasted in my room. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk about purple side. Sure, let's so, talk. So, from my perspective, I me, I was live. I was there. Okay. I want to start with the. We're going to dissect this. We're going to start simple. The orchestration, Aaron. I have never heard our orchestra pit sound like that. It was crisp. It was clean. I felt like, I felt like this was a real performance. I have never heard a trumpet, French horn, or baritone sound so fucking good. It sounded like we actually got some music majors in that orchestra pit, and I was so happy just from that, from the get-go. And then the the props. Simple, 
but captivating. Like it was like it it gave enough atmosphere for the story they wanted to tell. And the tale was a little hokey in some parts, but like it our our decision their decision to break away from like the traditional like plot and structures that a lot of purple side plays and go college night plays had in general. <clears throat> this was a story that was written by one of the people that was in the cast and it started out she started writing this story in high school and it continued throughout her college experience so she had put a lot into the short story and then when she turned it into a script you can tell you can tell she really did try her best it felt like, as a lot of people that had went to see it that worked for me, they said it felt like a professional play. It Ooh. didn't feel like some ragtag team of 20-somethings wrote this. It felt put together. And watching it, I had to agree. The music was great. The one, there were several moments where I'm like, this feels like an allegory for capitalism. <laughs> I was like, oh. we're stuck. And there's no way out. And it pushing people to make cutthroat choices. I was like, oh, I was like, just a little small undertone, probably not intentional, but I was like, this is really great. Um, the inclusivity in it was really, really nice. I loved that the villain was wearing high heels the whole time. I don't know if you could tell, but those were high heels. And they strutted on that stage like they were born with them on their feet. And it's just, it was creative, like the way the trees and the woods moved using dancers as the trees instead of some chaotic mess was genius. Um, the, it, the ending, it, it was non-traditional and I really enjoyed it. Like it wasn't on a happy note and I liked that. It, it was like, it wasn't creepy and problematic like that gold show was with the ice cream. This was like, well, this is some deep introspective thoughts. Like, some of people really need to reevaluate their value systems. And it's like, we're just going to keep repeating a toxic cycle until we finally make a different choice. And it was just, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I felt like I was sitting there watching history be made. Sorry, that was long. <laughs> I appreciate your passionate. Well, here's my opinion. Here is my opinion, and I know some of you purples who might listen to our podcast is not about to like what I'm about to say, but you just will have to listen to it, or you're going to just deal with it. This is my own opinion. I thought the music was good. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the dancing. I enjoyed the singing, as always. Purple Side has wonderful singers. I thought the music was really good. Um, My favorite part was definitely the ending, but... I didn't realize that Purple Side suddenly became a campaign for misinformation because I'm so confused as to, and I like, obviously it's a different experience watching in person versus uh, online, but also the leer that we won with the magic show. I obviously was able to consume that and be like, oh my God, this is such a great play. And obviously the goals is still a shitty ass play. Um, and then going back and rewatching old stuff, I'm still able to see what is good and what is bad. For this one, I'm just so confused why there was so much misinformation about this being a horror play uh, for College Night. Because 
I'm confused as to where the horror was. I thought the the Banshee prop was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was probably the best prop I have ever seen in Purple Sun. Oh, yeah. Um, and the ending also was a very creepy ending, and it gave me chills. But I found the fact that I had to wait, like, 40-something minutes to get to a good ending through, like, boring-ass plot. I was like, the ending is good, but it, I don't think it's worth the 45 minutes of boring-ass content that I just had to sit through. I thought the... The scene, I'm glad that they decided to have some like lesbian representation. I hate that it had to be something that was uh sad and traumatic, but nonetheless, I'm glad that they had the queer representation. I'm glad that the villain also was wearing the heels that um, they were wearing, it was cute. I just feel like one, the fact that all these people on social media were saying that this was like the greatest play ever, and I watched it and I was like. I mean, the ending's good. The, the ending was good, but the, the plot was just boring as hell to me. Like, I feel like I, there was that one pop I was watching. I literally just said, okay, I'm just going to like get on TikTok because this is like, I'm about to fall asleep to this boring plot. I was awake more for Ghostside's plot, even though it was a stupid, unoriginal, predictable plot as it usually is. <laughs> Um, See, I had the opposite reaction with that, them. That's fine. I was on my phone wait, most wait, of it. Wait, I, and I'm just still confused. Maybe people really thought this is the best show they'd ever seen in their life. That's fine if they want to choose to believe that. I am still confused. Like, are we counting just like the ending as being like because the ending was creepy and it gave you chills that we classify this as a horror play? Because like I know we have we have some issues with the gold side ending it being uh problematic for uh in some people's opinions but it also had a very very creepy ending as well um and in some way i might say the whole plot of that show was creepier than uh the the show that i just saw this weekend even if it was problematic so i'm just confused by what i saw on social media because I feel like it was misinformation. I was misled because I didn't see any elements of horror besides the Banshee prop and the creepy ending and the 45 fucking minutes of boring ass content. And so I, for me, I thought it was an okay play. I, it, it, I'm not, a, it definitely deserved to win because I mean, watching it side by side with gold side, it honestly, I could have, finger painted with my eyes closed and done a better job than what gold side put on oh damn so, <laughs> that says i think purple side should have won but i still did i to me i thought the pirate show the spy show the magic show were all better than this show that's how i feel terry what did you see in the clips that you saw and how do you feel about the clips i just saw the ending parts um somebody uploaded like in their stories and stuff and it looked, to me, it looked really good on the purple side. I didn't see many people talk about gold side, including good. the golds. Even good. the golds that follow posted um, purple side stuff. They knew. <laughs> They're not the golds that told me PMFB that night. Yeah, I was like, and that's the thing that surprised me, because one of them was like, diehard gold side, worked on gold side. And even she posted nothing but purple side stuff. Like, she zoomed through gold side. Um, so wait, wait, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever I don't know who you like you were following on social media. I I don't remember ever being told like this was supposed to be like a horror. I can see the argument for something that's psychological because it definitely was exploring the dynamics of personalities and making choices. And it's like 
like having to judge value systems in amidst this chaos. Um, but for me, what was I going to say? You want me to name? Uh, I'll name them names. <laughs> oh Lord. But for me, also, I think one of the best teas, which if you had this information before watching it, it kind of made this felt like justice. Because I don't know if you know this, but there was a traitor on the purple side. That's why he he wrote that damn gold side play. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. See, okay, that's what I was, I was this is what I was gonna ask. This is what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask about the tea because literally when I watched it and they were announcing who wrote the gold side script, I said. Now, wait a damn minute. What's the tea? Please tell me if you know it. I the, shade, the shade is in the play when they said that some person went out to the tower and never came back. And, and they were like, I guess they found a better place on the other side or whatever they said. It was complete shade. It was sharp shade. It was directed at that. That who? The... <laughs> it was. Because I was like. You ain't gotta purple. be afraid to name the names, Josh, because last year you was out here dragging people and saying their name publicly on this podcast. Sometimes we can evolve to be different. Oh, okay. Okay. But <laughs> with um just witnessing it and like the start there's like he even knew about our play, or purple sides play, how it was gonna be. And still wrote that trash heap of a play. I'm like, what? I was like, that's just sad. That's sad, and ju and it, it's beautiful justice being enacted by the natural cause of the cosmos. I love college night drama. I love it's so shady. It's it so, is. I just I love. I you know when I was watching it and I saw, um on stage i was just reminded of the drama that happened last year between Wait, and what uh, happened oh girl i i never Whoa. know about drama yeah, i just like keep going the next time everybody's like did you know about this i'm over here like what do y'all mean i was there for a good time to get wasted i don't know what y'all do <laughs> <laughs> i i really can't even remember i just remember them going back and forth on twitter and like it was like a whole thing about like oh yeah because certain people were getting drunk ah. at practices and they had to be called out and kicked out because they were literally impeding on production and they were like main cast. Hmm. Because y'all, the list, the listeners know how I feel about um people who oh, who are on cast. I, I I I will admit that I have prejudice towards people who are on college night cast and i can only speak towards purple side cast because i don't know about no gold but the people who own purple side cast are insufferable shit stains they are probably the most immature entitled group of people that i have ever worked with in college and i it i i don't know if like the 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 you no know, the casting being go, go, going to their head but um oh it's about being a runner Huh? Uh, on the I remember, like my sophomore year, I helped out with like on um, the cowtails. Cow Never again. Not that it I don't like purple side. Hard with the cows. Yeah, and then like you would get texted one thing, and then you try to do it, and you get told you did something wrong. And for me, I got a mouth, <laughs> and I'm quick to be like, but "That's not what you asked for. That's not what you asked for. Like, be specific." 
Also, so, I'm on the spectrum. I take you very literal. Period. I know. I So my coworker's daughter is the pre-production manager. I think that's what her thing is. And so I'd be getting all the tea. And from what it looks like, they have eliminated. Purple side has kind of cleaned itself up by putting people in positions that deserve those positions and that are efficient. And they've kind of ousted out that royalty lineage group because that's the problem. Like You can pinpoint the groups of people that were going to be cast every year because of their connections. And it, they all have this very similar personality. And no offense, a personality is, I think I am so creative and artistic, but I'm just, but the reality is I'm sloppy when executed, at least in college night. And you, and it just, I feel like that is the reason why we end up with such long losing streaks is that we let these people just get a little too comfortable and not be challenged. And it looked like they got challenged because when you looked at the people on the stage, I didn't recognize the person. I didn't recognize that anyone connected to those groups of people that I've seen here in town or around or online. I'm like, this is a whole different group of people. And from what I'm hearing, they 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 put standards down. Purple side started taking a little bit from the gold playbook on efficiency. And I'm like, this is probably a good thing. We need to have some higher standards for these performances and not just let any sloppy Ann or Joe walk up in here. Do y'all follow... Um, I, I saw somebody saying that they were like about to leave like the Vintage Purple group because the Vintage Purples are like horrible. Um, are they really? I don't know. I don't pay attention because I... As much as I had fun during college night, I'm going to be quite honest. I am not as obsessed with college night as some of these people are. Um, this is no disrespect to anybody who is obsessed with college night. But because I did not peak in college, um, I don't spend every waking moment of my life thinking about it. And apparently there's some people who just like are just like extremely like horrible in in the um in the vintage groups or vintage chats or group chats or facebook groups or pages or whatever it is but i've seen i've seen a couple of people talk about them being mean i don't know if this is just like these like newer purples who didn't get to experience like the like the bitchiness that comes with being a, vin a vintage purple because you know the vintage purples they're quite like they're quite bitchy towards the girl. Like when I started college night, I girl, wait, hold on. How much time we got left? I'm looking at this damn time. Um Okay, we got I need to add to that. We must put in perspective up until recent, the majority of vintages were boomers and yeah. Gen Z. And that just follows their that entire generation's typical personality pattern. Well, it's just that like I know like I remember I don't I don't remember the name of the purple leaders but like when they got rid of like the purple families and like they really tried to bring in a culture of like respect and one of the things that I remember when I did my five four years of college night that I was excited to move on to do when I became a vintage was to finally be able to say like f-u-c-k fuck those goats um and like to to really be able to like become absorbed into that culture of being a vintage and be able to really say what I want to say. Like, I'm not going to fist fight nobody like some of these vintages be trying to do. But, like, mm -hmm. I was like, I can finally, I can finally, like, really shit talk 
go side like like I do right now in this podcast without mm-hmm. like trying to do spirit punch or anything. But there are a couple of purples who they like. I feel like for them, like it, it's the like they won't like even though they were competing against each other, they don't want it. They don't. They don't want no uh trash talking. You know how like like people trash talk. Like they don't really like the trash talking. They really won't go on a purple side to be like separate teams but we like to love each other and stuff like that and it's not really separate and so they take a they take really great effect. i don't know if this is what the people who said they were leaving the group set were talking about but in my mind this is what comes to my mind when people say like i don't like the vintages that are in there now because they're like old and mean and bitchy and shit and the new ones are i'm like, just over here like have y'all not ever seen football have y'all not ever seen football? No, games? I haven't. I'm queer. I'm over here like, this is the exact personalities that come, like, this is just what happens in sports. Like, you can still have good sportsmanship. Like, I don't hate any goals, but, like, when, when February come around, F-U-C-K. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a culture, and it should be understood that it it's not sincere. I don't think people understand, like, this shouldn't be serious. Well, some, anger, of, some, of, some of it is. Now, those who came from the 80s, they're probably sincere because things got fucking violent in the 80s. I don't know what the hell was going on with the me. 80s are rough. That's why our parents are so mean now. <laughs> Yo, if I didn't make those it through that, I wouldn't vintages, be here. Those 80s vintages will cut through. I mean, they literally popped each other's tires back in the See, day. That's I what I'm talking about. Went that far. I ain't trying to commit no crimes. I'm just trying to tell you that your mama ugly. Like, that's all I'm trying to say. Oh. <laughs> And we're just trying to do it respectfully, but viciously. I'm here for verbal attacks, not physical altercations. <laughs> this is both ways. It depends on the month. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blessed. But like, I do feel like I really didn't want to get rid of the purple families, and I'm kind of glad they really didn't. I understand some of the problems, but I'm like. The families wasn't the problem. It was allowance of power. And that's going to keep going regardless if they're purple families or not. It's like you're literally just shucking off our culture and blaming culture for malpractice. I agree. Like, I, agree. I was like, we, that is not going to solve our problems. If anything, you're going to cause divide because I love my purple family. And I know some people had bad experiences, but I'm like, I'm sorry that you chose bad people to group with you can find new people like that's just how friendships work a purple family is just a unique friendship (laughs) it's not a cult practice i feel like the leaders at the time who decided to make that decision i feel like they were not being honest with themselves because they know damn well the issue was not the purple families the issue was at the fact that they were treating cabinet positions and uh cast assignments and in just in general leadership and just like uh, contribution to purple side based as a fucking popularity contest that's literally what like it was like who you knew and who knew you it had nothing to do with the family you could literally just by no like it had nothing to do with the family it was literally based on popularity because there were people who have had good experiences with their purple families and they literally didn't even like participate in college night to that extent and like a lot of the fucking toxicity that came from purple side in my opinion, it wasn't the fact that, like, so-and-so were, you know, Purple Mary. It came from the fact that y'all literally decided to create these cliques of people who you knew, and you decided to be very exclusive about who you allowed into these circles, into these positions of leadership, 
and you continue this cycle of toxic exclusion and you just try to like scapegoat it with like, oh, the purple families are the issues. Because I guarantee you, once they say, oh, we get rid of the purple families, the same issues can still can still like happen because people still were like, okay, well, I know so-and-so, so put so-and-so here and so-and-so there. Like, it's just it's, fucking social fucking, I don't know, theory? I don't know. Friendships. Like, you can't stop the friendships and the nepotism from occurring by yeah. changing the name of the relationship. <laughs> Quite performative. <laughs> Very. All right. But last... hey, oh. fuck those rules. Any last thoughts about uh, College Night before we end this podcast? No. Well, congratulations, Purple Side, for winning. Um, F-U-C-K, fuck those codes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every day, any day. <laughs> you know, I fucked a go. That, that's my go. <laughs> Every time we bring up FEC game about those goals after violence, I actually did fuck a goal. I'm over here thinking, did I? Did you? <laughs> I probably did without knowing it. Oh, that sounds unfortunate. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you next time and goodbye. Bye. Bye.